I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of LiveWire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, and then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello there. Welcome to the Best News Podcast from LiveWire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This is the show where we talk about what is good out there in the world of news. I'm Luke Burbank, right over there, my friend, Elena Passarello. Hello, Elena. Greetings, Earthling. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here we are. Episode 7 of the Best News Podcast. I may have called last week's episode, Episode 7, but it was just... It was a preview of what was going to happen this week, which is actually episode seven. That was seven beta, and this is right. actual seven. Now, this yeah. is released. This is outward facing. <laughs> this is one that the whole public can take part in. And we're celebrating, Elena, a very fine piece of furniture that I see in the corner of your home office slash studio. That is a handsome chair. How did you get that chair? This chair is the product of my second place winnings when I appeared on Jeopardy! Last year. I don't think this got enough attention on the various Livewire channels, but you were on Jeopardy and you did so well. It was, I was so proud of you and you came very close to winning. You got to final Jeopardy. You could have potentially won if you bet differently. Let's not focus on that. (laughs) Yeah, mom, come on. (laughs) On this great chair that you bought with your winnings. Now, what was the decision process like for this? Well, I just decided if I didn't win, if I was going to get the consolation prize, I was going to spend it all on something that I could look at for the rest of my life. So a piece of jewelry or some kind of really amazing pair of shoes. And as you know, I have a terrible back. So I purchased a Norwegian ergonomic chair, Straight from Norwegian. Yep. I learned that on Jeopardy. That's maybe why you didn't win Jeopardy. You think it's called Norwegian. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. So I taped that episode in September. It aired in November. And then immediately after I got back from recording it, I put it in order for the chair. But because of the supply chain thing, it was super delayed. And also, they don't tell you this. When you appear on a popular TV game show, they have six months to pay you. I was wondering if they like if Ken Jennings... Uh, or Maya Bialik just hands you like an oversized check as you're walking out? No, it's like six months. So the funny thing is this chair arrived last Saturday and so did the check from Jeopardy. They arrived on the exact same day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I feel like it was meant to be. Absolutely. Well, I love the idea of you sitting in that chair 
resting your back and reflecting on how well you did at Jeopardy, which was really, really good. Elena was so impressed. Do you notice that there's already a cat in it and I'm not sitting anywhere near it? That's how it's been. See like, I've sat in it for like five minutes. <laughs> yes, and it's now the cats are taking it over. Yep. I also took part in a competition recently, mm. uh, which I didn't win, uh, but I got <laughs> third place for 45-year-old men. Hey. I ran in a road race in the wine country of Oregon, out in what's called the Willamette Valley. For me, it was kind of a daunting race. It was a little further than I jog on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I was trying to, um, you know, turn in a sort of a decent time. I was really pushing myself. I ran into a Livewire fan. I literally jogged. Okay, two things happened. One, I jogged past one Livewire fan. (laughs) And then towards the end of the race, I started walking because I was very tired. It was really (laughs) steep. And someone who had finished the race and was walking the other way went, hey, Luke Burbank from Livewire. And I was like, couldn't you have noticed me when I was striding like a gazelle? (laughs) Hey, Luke Burbank phoned it in. (laughs) Luke Burbank walking during this race. But, you know, all these results are all like online now and everything. And you have a microchip that tracks your time. And I I was sort of proud that I got third place among 45-year-old men. And then I realized I think there were three 45-year-old men who no, ran not the in race. No, not in the Portland It was a area. pretty boutique event. I Aww. mean, maybe there was five. But, like, I only was sort of that high in the standings because of really the lack of people that were competing. Well, you know, this the old saying, the only person you have to outrun is yourself. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just made that up. Does that does that comfort you at all? <laughs> if not, you can come you know, sit in my I'm chair. I'm going to skip therapy this week, <laughs> hey. Elena, because you've really just given me something to think about. <laughs> All right, let's get into what is good out there in the wider world. What's the best news that you saw this week, Elena? I saw cat news. Okay. <laughs> it's not even – it's it's evergreen because cats are always good news. Yep. But I read a story that took place in Osaka, Japan, where there was this restaurant called – there is this restaurant called the Diorama Diner. And it's like a lunch and coffee kind of a place. And it's known for having a gigantic railroad diorama in the middle of the restaurant where I guess if you're there eating your eggs and coffee, you can actually Uh play with the trains. Like there's a thing, you know how you used to have like personal jukeboxes at the Waffle House? Yes. I miss those. Now it's just touch tunes on my phone. And I'm trying to like secretly put a song on at the bar and then like read the room's reaction. And they're all like, yes, this is exactly the song I wanted to hear by Lil Yachty. Then I feel proud of myself. <laughs> that's your that's your go-to uh, bar? Yeah, Broccoli by Lil Yachty. If you ever want to just kind of like pump up a room, put that on via the touch tunes on your phone. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the jukebox stitch is at the Diorama Diner in Osaka, but they did have, they do have these, this huge train diorama from, it's like set in like the late 40s, early 50s in a Japanese town. But of course, like a lot of restaurants that had to close during the pandemic. And while it was closed, one of the employees, Naoki Teraoka, ended up kind of taking in a bunch of stray cats from the neighborhood. First one kitten, and then another kitten showed up because it saw the first kitten in the window. And then they found three other kittens, and they just kind of took over the restaurant. And while the restaurant was closed, they videotaped and posted to social media (laughs) these pictures of the kittens going ham on the diorama because it looked like the 50-foot woman. You know, it looked like a horror film. (laughs) They're like knocking the train trestles over and stepping on the mountains and their kittens. And of course... The internet goes wild. Sure. And Tara Oka says that that might be kind of one of the things that saved them (laughs) over the course of the pandemic and also taught them not to sweat the small stuff so much. You know, it used Mm -hmm. to be nobody was even allowed to come near the diorama. It had to be all remote control. But now 
there's kind of a, a looser kind of approach. And the diner is back open and the cats have to be put away, I think, for sanitation reasons while people are actually eating. But then at night, it turns into kitty cat ah. diorama disco. And they've had to fortify the diorama because the cats are bigger now. So they're strengthening all the tracks and trains <laughs> and things for, for adult cats. <laughs> I feel like cats really have been sort of what's been getting a lot of people through this pandemic. You had a story recently about the cats that wouldn't get off. Yeah, the Vitamix yeah. box, yep. and it's like hundreds of thousands of people are just waiting to see what happens with that. Now we've got these cats in Japan that are doing their thing. I mean, that you're. I mean, cats have come in extremely handy during mm -hmm. this time of general gloom and doom that we've been suffering through. I will say this, mm. and maybe this just has to do with translation, and I don't want to take the show to a less than um, appropriate place. But I don't know if I would have. The word diorama sounds a lot like a different word, and I don't know if I would have that in my <laughs> restaurant name. I don't know what that translates into in, in Japanese. It's probably a totally different word. But as far as the English translation, when you said there's a restaurant and then you said the word diorama, until you finished the word, I was like, this is madness that this is the name of the place. I think that's what – I mean, who knows, too? There's another word that's associated with it that might be the word that they lead with. I hope so. That's good fact-checking there. I also like the fact that it's helped – the owners of the restaurant and the people who are in charge of maintaining the diorama just kind of like relax about mm -hmm. being so precious with it because I do that with a lot of stuff in my life, really with like how I expect something to go, like mm -hmm. a plan. Like this is how this event is going to go or like we had my daughter's birthday party recently and like I have a very specific idea of how it's all going to be. And then if it in any way isn't that, it's like really hard for me. Like I'm not very flexible, mm -hmm. literally and figuratively, um, especially after running that race, by yeah. the way, <laughs> uh, I am like, I am moving slow. But <laughs> that idea that, that, that the tighter you hold onto something, you know, sort mm -hmm. of the less control you have and also just the more heartache and anxiety you're probably going to generate for yourself. So just being like, yeah, you know what, the cat's, the cat's knocked over the bullet train last night. Somebody go <laughs> prop that back up and let's get everyone in here and get them served. You know, that yeah. is just like a life lesson, I think, for me of just kind of like being a little bit more go with the flow. Yeah. Speaking of going with the flow, the best news I saw this week involves a woman named Gloria Weberg who has been going with the flow for 100 years, Elena. Whoa. Gloria lives in St. Joseph, Illinois, and she is turning 100 and she is getting a tattoo <laughs> to celebrate turning 100. She's getting New York, New York, 1922 tattooed on her arm because that's where she was born and that's when she was born. I like it. The new tattoo is underneath another tattoo she has of a goddess that's spreading seven stars and the stars are for her children. Oh. And she just sounds like an absolute hoot. Gloria still lives alone. She cooks and cleans. She gardens. She mm. takes walks every day. She says when she was a little kid, her mom's nickname for her was Sunshine. Aww. And she's just carried that through her life and has been extremely active in civil rights causes and just has been engaged with life for like – you look at a photo – of Gloria, she does not look like she's 100 years old. Mm. So I was like, I'm reading the story with great interest because I am 45 and I already feel like <laughs> I'm beginning my initial descent on this flight called but life. You're also a tattoo enthusiast, right? I am. So Gloria and I at least have that in common. But um, her tips and tricks for how she's so spry at 100, 
she watches the news every night, but she does aerobics while she watches the news. It's <laughs> 25 minutes of aerobics. She drinks a glass of wine and eats cheese and crackers after she does her aerobics. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and she's also into quilting. She thinks it's very important to have hobbies and to keep your mind active. Mm-hmm. Right now, she's working on a three-part triptych quilt about the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> Oh my! That she yes. learned from watching the news while she was doing aerobics. <laughs> That's right, and she, uh, you know, like I would say, all sane people in this country was quite upset by what went on on January sixth, mm-hmm. and so her way of pushing back against that creeping ideology is to quilt about it. I love it. Quilt your feelings. She also has a plan for her tattoo. She's going to get when she's one hundred and ten. It is going to say, "I'm still here." <laughs> So, Gloria Weberg out there in St. Joseph, uh, her just joie de vivre is the best news that I heard this week. Hey, a little preview of the Livewire radio show this week. We're going to talk to Pulitzer Prize finalist and New York Times bestselling author Karen Russell about her short story collection, Orange World, which is really incredible. Then we're going to hear from a comedian, Marcella Arguello. She is going to make the case for staying single past the age of 30. Mm. I just like to be single intermittently past yeah. the age of 30, about like, every six years when I go through a breakup. You know? Like intermittent fasting. That's right. That's yeah. my, that's Very my relationship status. Yeah. Marcella is super duper funny, though. We're excited to have her on. And then Ani DeFranco, Woo! the legend is going to uh, stop by, talk about making her 22nd record during the pandemic. All of these albums have been released on Righteous Babe Records, which is Ani's independent record label that she founded when she was 19 years old. Oh, my God. You know, now with with the technology, uh, the equipment and things, and the internet, it's like you could potentially start your own record label, you could record something and release it. But when Ani started doing this, Mm -hmm. at age 19, to realize, I want to own the rights mm. to this stuff. I want to control the distribution of it. I mean, that is... It was analog city. Yeah. Major awareness. So uh, tune in for that episode. It's going to be really, uh, really fun. Coming your way this Friday. Also, I want to mention, we do have an email address that Laura hadn't set up. It's bestnews at livewireradio.org. I think we're only getting spam email there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Messages about mail enhancement and cutting student loan debt. Oh, that one's mine. Send- that one's for me. <laughs> I'll forward that one to you, Elena. But if anyone wants to email us, bestnews at livewireradio.org is the email address. All right, before we get out of here, let's say thanks to everyone who makes the Best News podcast possible. The aforementioned Laura Haddon is our executive producer. Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Our assistant editor is Trey Hester. Special thanks to our intern, Jonas Myers. Yeah! Molly Pettit is our technical director and mixer. Our music is composed by A. Walker Spring. And thanks to all of you, our growing list of listeners. More and more people are getting hip to the Best News podcast. In fact, if you like this show, maybe tell your friends about it. So then we'll have even more listeners and get even more emails at our new email account. So thanks for listening. Go out and just have the absolute best week. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed. 
and you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are LiveWire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about LiveWire. And thank you.